Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. I am Captain America. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm Decidedly not. Nor not. do I want to be. Yeah, seems like a lot of responsibility. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of Nobody and uh, the fifth episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one movie podcast. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Let's do the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden, what is the top story for the week? Or by top story, I mean whatever we do before then trailers release dates or yeah we actually don't have any release dates this week um but trailer uh we do have a new one which you didn't watch but uh it is f9 came out with a new trailer uh we did cover the original one when that came out because it was really funny and normally i wouldn't really i i I'd probably since this is like the second trailer i'd be i either not watch this or not bother talking about it on the podcast but this has got some good stuff in it <laughs> it just makes me more excited for the movie Fast um, and the Furious 9, for those of you who do not know what F9 yeah, is. Fast and Furious 9. Um, anyway, so first up, we have uh, magnet cars in this trailer. So cars that ha- that naturally have giant magnets on them that you can uh, use to uh, like pull other cars towards you or push them away. And in the trailer, we see that's used to have them just cr- like push them into crashing into buildings and stuff. It seems like it's going to be a lot of chaos ensued with that nice nice magnets we like magnets um the biggest part is that the end of the trailer it looks like they are uh testing out a prototype for a rocket powered car that can fly into space because they have a car that has a giant like uh jet engine basically attached onto it and then two of the characters are like basically in uh like crappy like astronaut gear i guess so uh yeah it looks like i i don't know if they'll actually like be going into space or if they'll just have a subplot in this movie of them testing space stuff as a build-up into the 10th film but it looks like it's going to happen jimmy wow great (laughs) uh was i i want to see it like they just it's like the space shuttle and it's got the huge rocket boosters you know but Mm -hmm. instead of the space shuttle part of it it's just a a it's car. just a car. <laughs> just like a Buick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I, I don't know, Holden. I bet this movie's not going to be very good. So no. I'll give it a Bergeron. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. And we are... we've This movie was supposed to come out almost a year ago, but it's coming out in like a little over a month. I'm excited. I'm going to give it a Broca. Looks you know, as Holden, stupid I, as it wanted to be. I was excited for Hobbs and Shaw, and look how that turned out, so... I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw, so. Fool me, in the words of George W. Bush, fool me once, you trick jokes on, 
fool me twice. Can't fool me again. <laughs> Whatever he said. Perfect. <laughs> the funny thing is he jumbled his actual original quote, so it's something along those lines. Okay. Uh, we actually don't have that much news this week, so this might be a shorter episode. But with the biggest news of the week... Jimmy texted me this earlier in the week and we were both very excited is that Mads Mikkelsen has been cast in Indiana Jones five. The role has not been confirmed. It's being kept under wraps, but I mean, it's probably the villain, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you don't just cast Mads Mikkelsen in a movie like that and not have him be the villain. I mean, I understand, you know, like going against type or whatever, but he's like really good at being the villain and he seems to like being the villain in these movies. So, when it, so this is going to take place in like the 70s, 80s? I mean, is he going to be like Probably. a Soviet again? Are they going to go Soviets again? I don't know. It'd be cool if it was something different. It should go modern day and it's just ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> and Mads Mikkelsen um, is the leader of ISIS. I'd like to see Indiana Jones punch some people in ISIS. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's like a perfect fit. I mentioned it when I when I texted you, but like he's now just like he's just hopping around in all the big franchises. He's been in Star Wars now. He's been in the MCU. Uh, he's going to be in Harry Potter soon. I can't remember what the other one I said. Maybe that was it. It's which is too bad because he's criminally underutilized in a lot of those roles. Oh yeah, like the MCU could have been so much bigger star wars i mean he's a good character but i mean he's only in the one movie yeah um you know harry potter i guess we'll see with that if those movies continue (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this is exciting holden i guess he's just gonna be a one-off guy in this too but you know indiana jones has some staying power unless it's not good but even then it's got the staying power yeah, he could be a hopefully just a very cheesy, fun villain, which is what we need in an Indiana Jones movie. Do we? Why can't we have just a good villain? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like the pulpy nature of Indiana Jones just lends itself to having like a like a, a cheesy villain. Yeah, and nothing is cheesier than ISIS, which is why ISIS should be the the, the villain. Yeah, there so. we go. <laughs> Uh, but they didn't exist yet, Holden. Unless yeah. Indiana Jones is like 120 years old. No, I, 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 you're probably right. It's probably going to be the Soviets or something like that. Yeah, look how well that turned out in the last one. <laughs> what if the Soviets were the good guys, Holden, and we were the bad guys? Yeah. What if I uh, I I need to rewatch the fourth movie before this one comes out because I have not seen it in probably 10 years (laughs) i don't think i've seen it in its entirety since it was in theaters (laughs) so nor do i really want to uh yeah what a disappointment that movie was um uh but this is exciting old and this is a broca yeah thomas two thumbs up broca yeah more mads is more good (laughs) yep What's next, Alden? Uh, next up, so um, re- in regards to Spider-Man 3, the new Spider-Man 3, not the old one, uh, Alfred Molina had an interview this week where he was, I think he was mostly talking about like his role in Promising Young Woman, 
Uh, but he was actually pretty open about talking about his part in the new Spider-Man movie. So first of all, we did get confirmation from him that he's in it. Not that we didn't already basically have confirmation before. Uh, but he is going to be playing the same Doc Ock as in Spider-Man 2. So that means it's going to pick up after his assumed death at the end of that movie. Um, and apparently they are going to be using some de-aging technology. They probably don't need to use too much. He doesn't seem like, I mean, he doesn't look that much older to me than he was in Spider-Man 2. Um, it's been over 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But I mean, I'm saying for like 15 years, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's aged that much. I mean, um, look at Ewan McGregor. My goodness. Yeah. 15 years. He's hasn't aged at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, so it is going to be the same Spider or the same Doc Ock, which basically confirms that this is going to be like multiverse kind of thing, uh, which we had long been speculating. Um, what do you think of this, Jimmy? Well, why does it have? Why is it? mean it's after his supposed death why can't it take place while the events of well Spider-Man no okay I, I i phrased that wrong i'm pretty sure he did say that's what that's what it is <laughs> like it's after the events of spider-man 2 so he's just like he's just, <laughs> they just show his drowned drowning body for a few seconds and then th- that's the his cameo well and i think he said um that that's what like the director approached him saying too like so I is he in it for more than 10 seconds is what I want to know I hope so otherwise who cares (laughs) if this is all just like a quick flash as he's like going through the multiverse and then he ends up in one place like permanently and then you just briefly see the other spider men and spider villains that'd be very I feel like it can't be that because I mean like sure Marvel themselves aren't saying a lot about this so far but they like this hype is building so much that like I feel like they would have to curb it if it was getting too big. Like they'd have to curb it in order, like so that they didn't aren't... for Wandavision. So, <laughs> well, that's yeah. I don't know, but that's like while it was out, like coming out though. I I don't know. I feel like this is it might be different. We'll see. I don't know, Holden, but uh, I guess that's a broca. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give it a broca. Yeah. He seemed, uh, from from the interview I read, at least in print, he seemed excited. <laughs> I guess I don't know how he actually was in the the edit. The the journalist used a bunch of exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is I don't I don't know if this had been like talked about. Well, we we haven't covered this, but uh, there is apparently a new Borat two behind the scenes special coming. Uh, it's going to be titled uh, Borat Supplemental Reportings Retrieved from Floor of Stable Containing Editing Machine. Um, but it's apparently going to be like behind the scenes kind of showing how the movie or how the movie was made. It's going to include a lot of unused footage from the movie. So we'll probably see some some pranks that didn't make it into the film. Um but yeah, that's going to be on Amazon. I think that's coming out pretty soon. I don't I don't remember if it had a release date or not. And I think it's going to be kind of like a little mini series. So there's going to be a, quite a bit of it. What do you think, Jimmy? I mean, I think the actual behind the scenes of Borat's better than the movie itself. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> or more interesting, more compelling. So I'll give it a Broca. I'll give it a Broca too. I'll be sure to watch this. Oh, exciting. Very nice. <laughs> Um, 
And then the last uh, kind of piece of news I have for movies, at least this week, is that in Shazam 2, uh, apparently we have two of the villain castings. Um, uh, Helen Mirren has been cast as Hespera. I don't know who that is. Probably some magic user. Sounds like a magic user name. Uh, Hold on. Helen Mirren is a very well-renowned actress. Yeah. How do you not know who she is? No, I'm, t- I'm talking about the villain. <laughs> I know. It's a joke, Holden. Yeah, You're supposed I, to play with my bit. We're supposed <laughs> to have chemistry. We don't. We don't. That's the joke of the podcast. Um, Lucy Liu is also another one of the villains. Uh, she has been cast as uh, Calypso, and that's Calypso spelled with a K. Ah, yes. Um, and so I think they're I think they're sisters. Like the the villains are sisters. That's kind of what I read in the article I found, but I didn't really see like exactly what they do. Calypso sounds like a magic username, so I assume that they're magical beings of some sort. Don't quote me on that though. Um, but yeah, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren are both great actresses. Yeah, and Shazam One was fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, sure, this is good, I guess. Brokaw. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll get. I'll give it a Brokaw as well. Um, the last bit of news I have. If we switch uh, quickly over to Tog. Yes, our famous segment. Our favorite, fav, famous segment, Tog. Um, anyway, I just saw this before I got on here, but apparently they're not making Last of Us 2 DLC, but they were originally, apparently. I did. I just saw the headline, yeah. which I didn't know they were making DLC. I so. don't think anyone knew based on, because I, I clicked on one of the, one of the articles and it, it made it sound like it was kind of being developed in secret and then they d- ended up like just shelving it recently but then they apparently had to come out and say that to just disappoint people <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess i don't know maybe they they're getting the idea ready for a number three and then maybe the plot of the sec the dlc would conflict with the plot of number three uh, you know mm-hmm. you wanted to change something at the last second i don't, I don't know or they just are like we're gonna make our multiplayer game or something or we're just gonna make the last of us remake or whatever i don't know yeah i don't know it seems yeah i don't know it just seemed weird that like they would come out and say that they're not making it even though none of us knew like they could have just worked on it not told us and we'd be none the wiser (laughs) no now i'm just kind of bummed yeah (laughs) that there we were apparently getting some some dlc uh, just Abby punching dogs <laughs> and kittens. Yeah, I, I I mean, it's not like they're worried about it. I mean, sure, Last of Us 2 got a very split reception, but it sold incredibly well. Like, I'm sure that would sell well, too, because even the haters would still buy it and play it, even if they hated it. So, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they... If you didn't like The Last of Us 2, I don't think you're going to go out and buy dlc for it maybe not i feel like there are a lot of people though that like they they passionately passionately hate it online but they would they would check out the next one i think um it's a very they should bring back that one character as a zombie which character (laughs) the one character holden who dies and would become a zombie uh 
Okay, forget about it. <laughs> it has been almost six months since I played that game, and I've forgotten the one, what the happens. character who dies. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Gee <laughs> whiz! That is that's like obvious. I don't know why I didn't think of that right I away. I feel like I'm talking to a pile of bricks over here. <laughs> you can't pick up on my Helen Mirren jokes. You can't determine this obvious spoiler for a game. <laughs> That everyone was talking I'm, about online. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm trying to avoid for people who haven't played it and live under a rock. I'm sure Apparently Scott Holden Sutter lives under a rock. appreciates it. Scott Sutter appreciates it. He hasn't played it yet. Well, yeah. Do you think Scott Sutter would like that game? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I don't know. <laughs> Do you like Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is is that Tom and Togged this Yeah, week? I think that's all the news of this week. Kind of slow week. All right, let's review Birdman and Arm Guy. <laughs> all right, Birdman and Arm Guy, episode five. Uh, fat Wiz. Fat Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's probably the worst episode. What? Probably the worst. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think this is the worst one. Uh, I like how this was supposed to be the good episode. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I was just laughing when he was like, I am Captain America. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm Batman. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to say I'm Batman. Uh, again, I, I feel bad for Wyatt Russell. He's doing his best with the material he has. Yeah. His materials are um, just not very good. Th- boy, you know that one storyline we don't care about with the boat? That sure was a lot of, a <laughs> lot of this let's episode. Let's spend half the episode on that. <laughs> I guess we should say this is spoilers. <laughs> like we, We've said that for yeah. each of the other ones, but this is spoilers. Um, I like how Bucky and Falcon are clearly friends, but then they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're not friends. And they're like, yeah, that's right. We're not friends. We're just co workers, but partners, no co workers. And then they have that very classic cliche banter of how they're not friends when they're obviously friends and they've been friends this whole episode. Yeah. I just feel like the sw- <laughs> it flipped the switch. Like they didn't, they didn't have like moments. Like they just started really angry at each other. And then all of a sudden they were friends and there was nothing to like transition that. Yeah. Other I than, think, well, other than think, new Captain America is a prick. Yeah. I think like, cause like there were an, ep- there was an episode or two where, I mean, it was mostly like just the plot moving forward and then they were, I feel like they didn't really have a lot of time for banter. So I feel like that was supposed, it was supposed to be like those, it was just them like bonding over the shared, like, stuff they were going through but i don't know they could have used more interactions to uh to better visualize their their evolving relationship i guess i was talking about this episode with my friend jacob uh shout out to jacob if you're listening and we were, we were discussing this episode and he's convinced that like we didn't neither of us start thinking the show's that great so far i mean there's one episode left um it's not very good sorry mediocre (laughs) is the word i would use uh but he's convinced that a much better version of this show exists with the whole 
pandemic storyline intertwined and that's why he thinks a lot of these pieces don't connect very well but i don't know i think the pieces are still pretty bad (laughs) well and you know that pandemic thing like i feel like that might be getting like blown up a little out of proportion i wonder like how like if that was actually a thing they filmed or if that was like how big and crucial that was to the overall show i wonder if that's just something that people are using as like an excuse for the show not being that great here's my idea is i think the pandemic thing is because people see like vaccines and stuff i'm wondering if like the people who weren't blipped had like first priority for vaccines or something Mm -hmm. just to make that clear that there's this second class citizenship with people who are blipped and that kind of creates even more support for carly morgenthau like that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. how that plays into it but then they're like oh this would be very tone deaf for us to be talking about access to vaccines (laughs) in this show and then they just like well it's not super integral to the plot so we can just pluck it out you know what i'm saying i feel like that's very plausible and you know i'm complete speculation so take it with a grain of salt but i'm guessing it wasn't that integral and we'll probably find out eventually yeah if if it was something like that and they did film it then disney in like a year or two release a director's cut of this and just (laughs) add it back in because it probably would make it better um i don't know about that I just again Carly Morgenthau this episode's like let's just kill a bunch of more people. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> She progressively gets less and less interesting. Yeah, um, just becomes a cartoon of like, oh, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Definitely the bad guy. But I have freckles. <laughs> so that makes me kind of a good person. Yeah, it makes me relatable. Um yes. Yeah, no, I, you mentioned the boat thing. That took up, I, I was, I did the thing I did last week where right before I, I got on Skype with you, I was scrolling through the episode to try to remember, which I really needed to do this week because this episode was boring. I like, I needed to like re, re-remember what all happened. Um, but that boat thing takes up a lot of it. It's probably like 15 minutes of this like 50 minute episode. It's uh, so, Captain America. Oh yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it's so boring. I, I mean, we'll get to what you were saying, but I feel like this episode just brought back a few different plot lines that were, like, mentioned in the first episode and then completely dropped up until this point. And I'm like, oh, and they were all, like, the least interesting parts of the show. Uh, what was I going to say now? Uh, oh, man. Um... I forgot, but I'll just go with this threat now. But <laughs> Julie Louis Dreyfus is just in the show now. Yeah, I'm like Elaine. Is that you? <laughs> yeah, she's apparently the cameo that people were talking about. She's um, the cameo. That's what I mean. It's the fifth episode. Who else would it be? <laughs> I don't know. I I was like, are we getting? Because he's like, oh, I need a favor from Wakanda. I'm like, are we gonna get some Black Panther action here? Yeah, that's nope. what I thought too. Just a box that we don't open, <laughs> which is definitely not a new Captain America suit. Um, it's yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember what her name is. I don't know. It was like a long, weird name. It was like weirdly long. I and then I looked up who she was, and she's like a Shield agent who also like is one of the people who becomes Madam Hydra at some point. She's apparently like a love interest sometimes for Nick Fury. 
Um, so I'll probably, she kind of seems like Nick Fury's Catwoman, where she's sometimes bad and sometimes <laughs> good, but always like romantically involved with the with him. So yeah, I guess that's that. And apparently, uh, the other thing, um, and I didn't mention this in the news because it was, I guess it was more for this, like a spoiler for this episode. Apparently, she was slash is supposed to show up in Black Widow. Like she was originally supposed to show up in Black Widow last summer and then i assume this was going to be a continuation of that and so she might be showing up in black widow in july maybe <laughs> okay because it's like they they because they the way they reveal it it's like it's oh who is this and then it's just elaine from seinfeld and I'm yeah like, what? <laughs> or the or veep and veep i don't know that character's name <laughs> i just assume it's veep I doubt it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm guessing that's some sort of political thing. I don't know. Ooh, maybe it is. One of us sounds really stupid, but that you can usually count on that. Uh, uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Uh, John Walker, just mad again. And for some reason, is obsessed with still being Captain America. I feel like he would be relieved. Like, I don't have to yeah. do this anymore. No, I I feel like this episode, I mean, you've kind of been talking about it through the show, but I feel like this episode more than any other just goes against what they've set up for him. And I understand he's like going crazy, whatever, because of the, the super soldier serum, but he's like, he's just like completely into being Captain America. That's like his only goal at this point, even though like clearly during his first introduction, he like... I mean, he was, like, honored to be Captain America, but he was very, like, he wasn't as into it. Yeah. And it, it didn't seem like you really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, also, I like how Sam and Bucky are, like, really good at throwing the shield, but then it enters the training thing, and Sam's just bad at throwing yeah, the shield. Yeah, I noticed I'm that, I'm like, too. wait a second, why'd you get worse? <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. That's I funny. also wanted them to just miss one of the trees when they're talking and be like, oh, I guess I'll have to go pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then just 30 seconds of Sam walking, running, jogging, picking it up, jogging back. Oh, what were we talking about? Um, I thought, okay, I did. The one thing that I thought worked with this episode was the Isaiah Bradley stuff. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, I, I, thought I that did too. S- that was the highlight. Yeah, and that was that's probably the the best they've incorporated race relations into the show um but it's also definitely the most like just emotional part like it was, it was definitely i feel like that's the part where people like when people were like you're gonna cry that's probably the part they were talking about and i and i wouldn't be surprised if someone did i mean it didn't make me or cry or anything but it was emotional yeah um i agree because you can tell that sam disagrees with mm-hmm. him but that doesn't make his perspective any less valid. And especially when you take into account his experience and the guy who played Isaiah, wow, excellent acting Yeah, too. He sells it really well, but it, it does kind of crack into this complexity of, of race issues in the United States uh, very well, as opposed to the other episode when they're just walking and the police are like, answer up for whatever. And they are like going to arrest <laughs> Sam um which was a little less subtle to say the least um but I I, di- I did 
think that was really well written and really well acted and, and very compelling. I do, I do agree that that was the highlight of this episode. And mm-hmm. it's just too bad that the rest of the show is not very good. <laughs> yeah, I, like comparing this to like WandaVision's like penultimate episode, because both of them kind of take the approach of like being calm before the storm of the final episode. But like WandaVision's is just way better in like every way. Because that's like that's all of uh, Wanda's flashbacks and giving her a lot of backstory and like kind of fleshing out the world and the process and her interactions with Agatha and everything. Like it was just a way better episode. Well, that's the problem with this show is that everything has played out super predictably, and some things can play out predictably, but they can play out predictably if they're compelling. The problem is this is being predictable and not compelling. <laughs> like John Walker is clearly going to go like rogue Captain America and does. And yeah. he's not very interesting. <laughs> um, you know, Sam and Bucky are clearly going to become friends. And that happens. And it doesn't happen in a compelling way. You know, Zemo is going to get taken in by the Wakandans. It does. And it's not very exciting the way it happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like... So now I'm just faced this end, or, or Carly Morgenthau's the villain. She has some nuance, but she's probably going to lean a little bit more towards the evil side. Well, she goes way evil, and she's no longer compelling. It's <laughs> like, and now it just sets up for this final episode where you have two, I mean, they've set it up where you, you're not like, you know, I mean, maybe Carly and and Sam somewhat, re- or not Sam, but John Walker somewhat redeem themselves. But yeah. even then, I don't care about their characters. So, like, that ambiguity there doesn't matter to me because you've, you've made them just shallow characters. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the, there's nothing at stake for me as the viewer. Um, the only thing I'm really looking forward to is Falcon completely transitioning to Captain America, really. Yeah. I guess that's the only thing I'm really looking forward to and the only thing that you couldn't really figure out if that was going to happen from the start but now it seems pretty clear i mean that was like the pleasant surprise of this how he was really embracing that role and he seems like oh i'm not gonna have the wings anymore and yeah i mean i'm assuming this is where it's going maybe yeah he i mean is just that, that's what he does still. in the comics um and that other side character who i don't know the name of <laughs> the, the other military guy apparently yeah. that character in the comics becomes like the new falcon well, he's not going to become the Falcon. No. Because <laughs> who cares? Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the, the mid-credits scene? Yeah. Wait, he's just making a new shield? Yeah. <laughs> Out of just metal? I yeah, mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be good as the vibranium one. Uh, can, you can still get blood stains on it, though. That's yeah. all that really matters. <laughs> You think John, I guess prediction time, John Walker, live or die? I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty torn on that because I don't know these shows. I mean, with Agatha and Zemo, they've, they've done a better job than most of the MCU of keeping their villains alive, presumably for some future, I don't know, appearance. Um, and Zemo, I was going to mention, Zemo got put in the raft, which is like the big yep. prison in the MCU uh, where some other villains reside uh, currently. Um, 
I could see him living if they're gonna do like the thing people are talking about with like the Dark Avengers and like like the I mean they're not really a suicide squad because they're 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 a bit more like evil and more competent than the suicide squad but if they do that kind of thing I could see John Walker being kept alive for that to be basically that version's counterpart to uh Captain America I don't know I'm 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 torn because I could also just see him like have like a, a quick redemptive bit in this next episode where they try to redeem him a little bit by him sacrificing himself or something I don't know yeah. what do you I think w- I would say 60 40 he's gonna die okay Carly I feel like is gonna live because they because Zemo's like you gotta kill her yeah. It's the only way to stop her. And Sam's going to be like, that's not what Captain America would do, even <laughs> though he killed a bunch of people. Excuse me, Steve. But also, I don't care what Steve did, but I, I still do care. So, <laughs> not going to kill Carly. I'm going to talk her down because I'm, I'm Steve. Or not Steve. Yeah. I'm I'm Sam. And that's that's my strength. I don't need the, the, the serum because the super soldier serum because I got the strength of being able to talk people down and calm them down and yeah, I don't, get them to deal with trauma. I don't think that's something we've addressed directly is that it is weird to me that how against killing they are when Steve was literally a soldier in the war. Like he literally like in the first movie he kills people with like guns. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't it's I, and I mean sure he probably became more of a pacifist later on I think but like it's not without it's not outside of his moral code if it's for what he considers right so I don't know yeah so I got that's all I got to say about this episode uh, six out of ten there we go that's my review yeah I'm probably leaning more towards a five and a half honestly I'm kind of I'm very I was so I part of this is I I did stay up until 2 a.m. to watch this episode because I was already like I was up late I was working up late working on homework and stuff like that and I was like oh well I was gonna probably get up and watch this before class anyway so I'll just watch it now since I'm still up and so I was disappointed that I wasted 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. watching this well they hyped it up so much yeah and it was not there was nothing to hype up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so uh yeah whatever uh finale next week you got that look to look forward to i guess let's see uh, if they have a good finale for this i don't know i doubt it <laughs> <laughs> what if All this right. next episode just redeems everything well uh no there's no <laughs> you can't because it's like if it can't be a you know a nine out of ten if five sixth of it you know 87 percent or whatever that is is six out of ten you know you can't if 80 percent 87 percent of something is a six out of ten you can't redeem it or 84 percent or whatever 83 percent we get it (laughs) doing the math in my head about 83 percent old and uh let's review uh nobody with bob odenkirk spoiler reviews for uh, nobody because uh, none of you are going to be listening to this <laughs> huh? uh, yeah so nobody 
a quick synopsis uh, for this this movie. It came out a few weeks ago. I saw it when it first came out. I did uh, rewatch it for this episode because um, it had been a while. But um, nobody. It's about Bob Odenkirk, and he is a family man. Has his day to day life gets kind of repetitive um and he there's a break-in at his home and he kind of just lets them get away with it uh kind of holds himself back um but you can kind of tell that he you know, he's holding himself back he doesn't really enjoy doing that but um yeah i don't know it's john wick with bob odenkirk you don't have to over and it's kind of lighter in tone you don't have to overcomplicate it olden yeah that's true the less you know the better i think mm-hmm. about this movie so just you just watch it and it's an action movie it's got bob odenkirk it's but it's like it's a lot lighter tone than yeah. that um what do you think jimmy i mean i've expressed my opinion on the podcast before and i don't think I, it's really changed i liked it Mm-hmm. I, I think is where I'm at with that. Um, I oh, gosh, I don't want to say another. I, I will save it for spoilers. But there's another actor in this movie. I guess I I found out that he was in this movie beforehand. But I kind of wish I didn't know he was in this movie until I was in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I don't want to bring them up here because uh, my favorite part of the movie is that person <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> their sequences because it's hilarious it is pretty um, good it's amazing uh it's just it's a scene stealer so i i don't want to i don't want to spoil that for anybody if you don't already know so uh that is my favorite part i i liked it i did like the style of it it didn't waste time which was nice no it's it's pretty brisk i mean it is like itself a short movie but it is paced pretty well and it's not which is even even on rewatch, like where I know, when I know where it's going, and like there are like the a, a few slower bits, like it didn't really drag. Yeah, and, and that's one of my issues with the John Wick movies is that they all seem like they're fifteen minutes too long, mm-hmm. and this one's literally fifteen minutes shorter than the John Wick movies, and it's like, I, oh, that's. About and right. honestly, I almost I feel like this could be fifteen minutes longer. I feel like there's um some i mean not that the plot is like uber crucial to the enjoyment of this movie but i feel like there's some underdeveloped stuff that could have used a little bit more time maybe throwing a, a small action scene in that extra 15 minutes too but yeah i don't know that's uh, that's know. probably one of my only complaints with it but and i think that's dumb holden okay i disagree <laughs> i think it didn't need anything else um <laughs> It's got some good action. It's got the action where you really feel the punches. You know, you feel you feel yeah, those beats. The sound those design, moments where you go, ooh. The sound design <laughs> is really good. And I I mean, I think it's probably on par with like the John Wick movies. I mean it's the same director and everything. Um and so I you, you yeah, as you said, you can feel and hear the punches. You can hear the bones breaking <laughs> and stuff. It's it is uber violent. Yeah. I mean, it's an enjoyable time. It's got some good scenes. It uh, the vi- the action is good. It's got some good banter and whatnot, and you really you feel for Bob Odenkirk's character. It's got a great introduction. I yeah, think. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, a great cold open, in my opinion, uh, that sets the tone for the rest of the. Week. I think it almost. I it kind of 
I don't think the movie is as light as the intro makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. I think it tones it back a little bit, which I don't. It was almost a little disappointing because I I thought it was a really good intro, and well, I don't think it quite delivered on the rest of the. It didn't quite match the tone of the rest of the movie. I think the tone, though, set at that beginning is kind of matched with um, Bob Odenkirk's character, who I can't remember his name. Um, but he Hutch. like, I mean, sh- he, it, he's similar to John Wick, but he's also like quite a bit different. Like, yeah, I mean, it the movie's similar to John Wick. Yeah, but he is not. He's like, John Wick. I mean, he sure he's this like very talented like hitman esque guy, I guess. Um, but he, <laughs> unlike John Wick, he like he like enjoys it. Yeah, that's he's like, like, oh, I missed this. Yeah, and so a lot of the, I think a lot of the lighter tone that I saw in the movie comes from that because, like John Wick, I mean, he's usually fighting for his life, but in this, like, he's actively seeking out fights <laughs> and stuff. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's like crossing his fingers and stuff. Yeah, like, yes. And he like, he gets the beat out of him too even more so than john wick does i mean john wick's like basically invincible but in this he's like very vulnerable especially in the first like big fight which we'll talk about in spoilers but yeah i mean i don't i don't have a ton left to say non-spoiler wise because i i just like want to talk about my the parts i liked i don't really have that many issues with it i think it's just kind of maybe the villain is just or just kind of the antagonists aren't that interesting in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. They uh and I'm I think that's I mean that's a problem all the John Wick movies have too, is none of them none of the antagonists are that good. Um Yeah. Um I do think the the soundtrack in this is good. I mean I don't I don't remember the score itself very much, but it uses a lot of pre-existing songs that I think helps set the the tone. I mean, that opening scene uh, has a song in it that helps it a lot, but I think the rest of the movie uses a lot of pre-existing songs uh, to great success. Yeah, I agree. I I think it works really well. I would put this... I would say the story is more interesting than the story of the John Wick's movie John Wick movies but the action is not quite as good as the John Wick movies I mm, I don't know where I, I'm at I like I think the main character is more interesting than John Wick that might be the only thing I think is better honestly for me the action might be close to on par um I don't know I think I think one of the things this movie suffers a bit more from than John Wick does, regardless of what you think of the story, is I think it's not as good at world building. Because I feel like there's some things in this movie that even upon a rewatch, and I'm like, I don't fully understand. John Wick has like a really weird stylized world that doesn't make any sense but it does a pretty good job of explaining to the mechanics of it to you and it's like basic enough that you can pick up on it and they obviously they've had three movies to do that but even in the first movie they do a pretty decent job of, of setting it up i feel like there's and maybe this goes into why i think it should be 15 minutes longer because i just think there's some things that i'm like i don't i don't understand this 
but yeah, we'll have to talk about that in spoilers. I don't know. I think this is a more grounded version. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it I think this takes place in our normal world, you know. And then you kind of have these preposterous villains that exist within it. But unlike John Wick, where it's just like pretty much our world, but then it's just this whole underground society thing and all mm-hmm. that. That does not Madripoor. seem to be at play here. Madripoor. <laughs> uh, any, I mean, anything else you want to add before we go to ratings, Holden? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. You go first this time, Holden, even though I already have the score in mind. Why don't you just go then? I don't remember. Because you always just... You always just go like <laughs> one point off my score or point five off. So you got to stand on your own, man. All right. Uh, nobody, I'm going to give an eight out of 10. I'm at a 7.5. Wow. So there's the go. one to go point five off of the other now. Well, I had already set that. Hold yeah, on. but how are we to know that? You could be well, lying. Gee whiz. <laughs> Holden, let's talk about spoilers. Spoilers for for nobody. Um, let's talk about those those action scenes. Pretty exciting, huh? That one on the yeah. bus. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Probably the best one in the movie, honestly. At least in my opinion, I thought it was. It had some very <laughs> very gruesome fight choreography there. Some pretty cool stuff. Um, the him like beating the guy up with the pipe at the end of at the end of the scene was pretty uh pretty brutal and then of course him sticking the straw in the guy's neck to help him breathe um which uh was done first in saw five (laughs) 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 although i think he actually uses greatly a greatly greatly influential film yeah uh, I think that I think he, that character. Used Spoilers for Saw Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that whole and that was what I was talking about earlier when like he just gets the. Sh- oh, I almost said a bad word. You're gonna have to bleep it out. <laughs> I know. Hold on, you already said it once. Did I had I? to write down the time. Yes, you did. At 41 minutes and 30 seconds, approximately, oh, you dang. said it, and I have to bleep it out. So, well, he gets the crap beaten out of him. There you go that's acceptable um (laughs) he gets yeah he gets the crap beaten out of him it's just like i mean my favorite part of that whole scene even like beyond the like him like breaking people's arms and stuff might be him like getting thrown out of the window and just crawling crawling towards the door and coming like basically just stumbling back in i thought that was so funny that was one of my favorite parts of the sequences is that he is rusty. Like he's, mm-hmm. he, you can't, he does, it doesn't just come back to him right away. He like, he takes a few punches right away and I'm like, oh man, is he going to get loose? Yeah. Just like him? Cause at first I'm just expecting him to annihilate everybody, yeah. but it's pretty evenly matched. And then he just gets chucked out the bus and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to head back in. <laughs> um, he strangles the guy with the cord <laughs> and then he just lets it go yeah um yeah no that that whole scene i mean that was kind of the the scene that was shown off in the trailer and i think it lived up to the hype um uh yeah the kitten break the kitten bracelet or whatever yeah that's and how it was just under the couch the whole time yeah. meaning the whole movie didn't have to happen 
Um, I what what else is what what other movie is it the bit where the person keeps dying before they can say their whole story is that once upon a time in the oh, oh wait what? the million ways to die in the west or whatever i've never seen that so i don't know i think that's a bit in that movie where like he keeps explaining oh i think p- that at the end of the movie he's like explaining the plan and the other guy's just dead already <laughs> and he's like oh well dang it but so, uh, it's a bit that's been done before is what I'm trying to say. Hold so on, basically but we're, what funny. we're saying here is this movie has taken ins- uh, inspiration <laughs> from two great films. <laughs> I think Liam Neeson's in a million ways to die in the West. Yeah. What is Neil he Patrick doing Harris is too. Cause he poops in his hat. <laughs> that's a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> that is scarred into my memory. I uh, I have not seen it, but I've seen plenty of clips online. That's the only reason I know. That's where they I mean. accidentally, where they tip over the hat. No, I have not seen that part. Oh, you haven't seen that? That's the payoff, man. I, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I got kind of grossed out because that scene before is like so long, and I'm like, all right, I'm just. I don't remember that. I I don't remember that part of it. I just remember when they like they're going to get ready for the duel, and like one of the characters actually like knocks over the hat, and it just looks like baked beans. Oh my <laughs> just, god! Like spilling out. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. If you wanted a recap of what's a, <laughs> a million ways to die in the West, I guess you're getting it here. Oh man, it, it's it's worth seeing that. Well, I mean, it was just unexpected. That, that's one of the hardest I've ever, times I've ever laughed at a movie. Is that one random movie that's not that great? So, um, uh, what we're talking about the movie nobody with Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> we have to talk about Christopher Lloyd Holden. Yeah, he is great. Although, he, okay, you say like his scenes are your favorite part, and they are great. Although I cannot understand a single word he says in this movie. <laughs> he is incomprehensible. And I, the, I, the second time I watched it, I kind of understood a little bit more. But even like while I was trying to pay attention to any line he said, and it was mostly like in the final like scenes. I think when he's in the retirement home, it's not as bad. But when he's at, like, the construction company and he's talking to Bob Odenkirk, I cannot understand a single word. Really? I don't remember having any trouble hearing what he said. But uh. I I think it's just the way he's... I don't know if it's, like, his old age or if it's a voice he's doing. It's just... I don't know. It's It's a choice he's making. It's not, like, a sound mixing issue or anything. He's great, Olin. It's flawless. It's flawless. <laughs> Aside from that, you? he is great. I think you're the problem, Olden. <laughs> I don't recall having any issues hearing Christopher Lloyd's beautiful voice as he's <laughs> blowing people away with double barrel shotguns. Yeah, I, I mean, his the scene in his his retirement home like room is great <laughs> like when he kills the two guys it's so short but it's fantastic turn down the tv he's like huh? yeah he's like he's holding, he's the, holding guy. the guy <laughs> who's still like bleeding out i mean like uh, <laughs> i watched it the second time and i don't know why i didn't like think of this the first time but he like shotgunned that guy into the wall so there's definitely like a blood oh, splatter yeah. on the wall by the TV. i'm like there's no way there's no way. I mean, like, even if somehow that guy didn't notice the guy bleeding out on the floor, like, still alive, quivering on the floor, <laughs> there's definitely just blood on the wall. <laughs> um. Well, it was dark in there, Holden. Maybe you know, you know, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what was it? I like. I got major like Sully 
Sam Drake vibes from from Christopher Lloyd and the sniper guy, especially towards the end. Okay. Just, I don't know why I just thought that. I'm like, it just like they seemed like that same duo. I don't know why that popped into my brain. But I like so this movie sets up a sequel, and and Bob Odenkirk's been very open about how he wants to make this a franchise. I mean, he did spend two years training for it, so mm-hmm. um, I would definitely be up for more of these movies. The next season of Better Call Saul's gonna have to explain why he's fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I. That was kind of like my thing about that it could be fifteen minutes longer. Is like I did not understand that like his brother i didn't understand that whole bit i don't think that's like very clear like who he is like i like he talks to him on the radio a couple times but it's like it kind of just seemed like they were buddies or something and then he just shows up at the end and he's his brother and like Wait, even what brother yeah i didn't even catch that part of it yeah I, are you I'm, sure like, yeah, it, it's like adopted brother or something. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just friends. No. Hmm. Well, I'm guessing that the past is going to catch up to them in this next one, and they're going to explore that. So you'll get your world building then, Holden. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll get a house with the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. That whole, uh, the whole scene at their house, the whole shootout thing, that was pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very violent of, again. Um, and he burned the house down, which... <laughs> in front I, of uh, everybody. In front of everybody. Like, if you're going to commit arson, I guess that, he's just not planning on getting any insurance money out of it. What, uh... One of the other things about this movie that I think John Wick has been able to avoid because they kind of like set it up in the first movie like this or they kind of answer this issue. But like, why are no cops involved at any point? Like, why do cops or like, why are police never reported? Like, there's this whole shootout in this house and like the neighbors don't hear it at all. They don't notice until silencers, Holden. But it's like they're crashing around and like there's a lot of yelling. It's not quiet. <laughs> soundproof, soundproof, Holden. There was and a lot like, of yelling in the robbery. Nobody found out until the police came. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But that was also like a lot shorter. Um, and also, I think, quieter because there were just less people involved. Um, and I, that's something that, like, like I mentioned, John Wick avoids because they there's that already that officer character who clearly knows all of this assassin stuff is going on not to mention the fact that all of this assassin stuff seems to be like established in the world so like yeah the police probably wouldn't get involved i don't know i don't i don't care holden that's just whatever (laughs) it was an enjoyable movie i had a good time I should have gotten some popcorn watching this movie. I should have gotten some popcorn. That's my only regret. <laughs> Not mine. I'm I'm over movie popcorn. We've had this discussion. Wow. Yeah, and we've had this argument, and we proved Holden <laughs> wrong. So, uh, anything else you want to add about nobody? Um. I. I did want to mention that his kids just his kids kind of a jerk to him for like. I don't know. I I felt like an angsty teen. Yeah. 
and then he's just kind of like not a jerk to him anymore like halfway through the movie which i don't have a problem i like i don't care that that was dropped but like i was just well i mean it it did directly he did get punched in the face because of his dad's inaction so i guess yeah you can understand why he's a little upset yeah I guess I wear that to school, Holden. He's trying to get significant others, Holden. Oh, why? He's a hormonal <laughs> teenager. I, I keep and a bringing, black eye like that, it makes it more difficult. I keep bringing up all these things I have a small problem with just because I keep thinking of them. <laughs> but So the robbers get in the house because there's a pizza box in the garage door? And they don't really explain why he needs a pizza box there. Yeah, like I don't... To me, it I, I, to me it seems like it was an accident that it was there. But I'm like, how do you not notice that? I feel no, like the garage door would make it. It's not an move. accident. It's not. That's not an accident. No, people prop their garage doors open for like letting their animals in and out of the garage and stuff. But like, I don't remember them having. They didn't have an animal, so I don't know why yeah, they so would why need is it, it propped open. I don't know, Holden. It must be a deleted scene. Maybe he always leaves his keys somewhere she's like oh i'll just leave the garage door open yeah <laughs> he really smacked that one guy the robber though when he went to their house yeah it's like, like pistol whips that was him. a little unnecessary yeah oh i did uh okay <laughs> we haven't talked about the villain at all which is fine because he's kind of bleh like kind of boring he kind of reminded me of gold member <laughs> i've never seen it <laughs> Holden, didn't we review it for the podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, not gold, gold member. finger, yeah, gold okay. member. I'm thinking gold there finger. We go. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he is kind of Does like he that. not remind you of gold member? Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, he is gold member. Like, he has a club. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's like singing. He's karaoke. gold member. He's gold member. He's, yeah, you're he's right. He's got a weird That's a good foreign comparison. accent. I know. That's all I could think of. So I couldn't take him seriously. Um, but his, his death, I like, <laughs> I thought was really funny. Yeah, they just show his melting face. Well, and just like him, ru- like Bob Odenkirk running at him with a claymore on the other side of like what I guess is like bulletproof glass. I thought that was really funny. I mean, it probably, I like, like how nobody, I like how nobody died too at the end. I was like, oh, don't give us the person dies at the end bit. Yeah, I cuz I mean like what his brother or the I'm pretty sure it's his brother. I might have to double check on that I totally missed that. I'm I'm going to double check. I, it are right you sure now. it wasn't like hey brother as in like well, he, my brother in arms? There's like another scene where they're like in a picture together with the dad. I'm I don't know. Let me I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. But anyway, I, well, like yeah, he, I feel like this is in some sort of summary somewhere. That character gets shot. And so I was like, oh, he's going to die. Oh, half-brother. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, they're half-brothers. That's they'll, what Wikipedia They'll explore me. that. Yeah, I totally missed that. They'll explore that, and Christopher Lloyd's character will die in the next one, and I'll be sad, but that, that'll be fine. What do they call the next one? Somebody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no um, nobody to... Nobody maybe. to kill? Nobody to kill? Also, I didn't, like... The second time, I didn't notice how many, how often he says he's nobody. He says it like three or four different times in the movie. I'm nobody. Oh, and 
I know you keep, I know you like, do you have anything more holding? Cause you want to wrap it up, but I just keep thinking of more things. We talked about that opening scene, which is great. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to talk about it. Cause like him pulling out the cat. Fantastic. It was like a chef's kiss. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do want to mention uh, Chekhov's frozen gun. <laughs> yeah. What's it in the freezer? I'm like, well, that's going to come back later. Yeah. Why is that where you put like, <laughs> that's not where a normal person would put a gun. Well, I think he just didn't want it. So he's like, oh, I'll just put it here. Just put it in the freezer where anyone can find it. Well, no, it looked like nobody's digging through that freezer very often. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I kind of wish it was a little fun. Like, if it leaned into the funny, the comedy a little bit more, mm-hmm. honestly. Because it, it, it is at parts. Like, there's a couple jokes, but it's not that funny. Yeah. You know? No, I yeah, I think it's more funny from, like, I think the action can be funny. And I think that's kind of where it leans into it a bit more. But as far as jokes, yeah. It's- it, yeah, the parts between the action weren't as much yeah but i still had a good time so that's that's my review of of nobody holden yep anything else it any turns, other minor problems you want to point out turns out we were all nobody inside us the whole time <laughs> hey holden guess who i went to this movie with someone no nobody oh because i don't have any friends <laughs> 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 that's funny Jimmy nice, nice to end it on a joke yeah that should have been our cold open I, I had thought of that joke coming out of the movie theater I just didn't put it together that sh- that should have been the cold open of the podcast but here we are Holden I still found a way to get in here so with that in mind what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing Uh, let's see what I what I watched this week. Um, oh yeah, I did watch these things. Okay, uh, so on my Godzilla uh, continuation, I watched the original King Kong versus Godzilla from 1962. It was hilarious. It's it <laughs> like it was really <laughs> funny. I mean, the action is like funny. There's a there's a famous like clip that kind of went around when I think the first. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong trailer came out where it's in the original movie it's like King Kong picks up like a fake tree and shoves it in Godzilla's mouth <laughs> and it's just <laughs> the way he does it it, he's, it just looks like he's like cramming it in and he's like it's supposed to be like an attack but it's just very cheesy looking but the fighting is very funny um, in that movie and I was also pleasantly surprised that the human stuff was incredibly funny too there's this like like the whole plot of this movie revolves around a pharmaceutical company in Japan who wants to like they're they're trying to find a best way to advertise their new products and they decide ooh let's get two giant monsters to fight each other <laughs> that'll do it and so it's like it it's like the main human villain is this like crazy and like just chewing the scenery this Japanese actor is he's like this crazy pharmaceutical executive who's clearly just unhinged and everyone beneath him is just like all right we're gonna go along with it because because of the movie 
it's like it's a pretty stupid movie but out of of the old godzilla movies it's it's pretty funny um and then i also i I rewatched chicken little interesting yeah that was a fun fact the first movie i ever saw twice in the theaters um but i first time i had seen it in a long time that was another one of those movies that has kind of been on i was like on rotation in my house because i liked it a lot as a kid but it does not hold up very well Uh, i don't think i've ever seen the whole thing really yeah i yeah i loved it as a kid um but animation wise it is pretty pretty god awful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> does not hold up and it's i mean it's like a 3d disney movie but it's before they got on par with like pixar so it looks worse than it like even the original toy story it's it's just not very good Ooh. and also the dad the dad in that movie is just an like an <laughs> he's such a jerk i like i i don't know i don't understand like he's supposed to have this whole like redemptive arc with his son but he just like hit the whole thing is like he doesn't believe his son and he just like does not stand with him at all and like be on his side the entire movie until the end and so yeah a uh, little rant about chicken little uh i'm telling scott scott sutter is totally leaving you in the dust if you go crazy yeah <laughs> He's yeah, like, I Scott don't know Sutter uh, out there. Be better than Buck Cluck and Chicken Little. I have two sons, Logan and Xander. <laughs> Quote Scott Sutter when Holman goes mad. Um, I also watched or rewatched Hugo. Have you seen Hugo? I have not seen Hugo. Isn't that a Scorsese? Movie? It is. I didn't know it was until I just watched it because I, like, I saw it when it first came out because I loved the book it was based on. Um, and I liked the movie when it first came out. And then when I was like going back to rewatch it just because uh, Mariah wanted to. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember liking this. I saw Martin Scorsese was the director. I'm like, what? It doesn't. It's like if it's so different than like any other Scorsese movie I've seen. It's like just even in terms of filmmaking, it just does not feel like a Scorsese movie. Not that it feels like bad or like like corporate, like he got sh- like roped into it or anything it just is a completely different feel it definitely brought a unique angle to a kids movie but i liked it a lot it's a cute movie it's got some cool stuff about film history it's like historical fiction ties into like the early days of film like the 1910s um i watched uh oh i watched like a newer movie version of Macbeth starring Michael Fassbender oh yeah um yeah it was really good I mean I don't I cannot for the life of me understand Shakespeare (laughs) like I'm just I don't either yeah and so it helped that I already know like the story of Macbeth because I had to read it in high school um and so I was kind of able to follow along with that but like this is a beautiful movie like the way this heard movie it's is gorgeous sh- yeah it is it's amazing and there's i was did it win cinematography i don't know Academy Awards? i hope it was nominated uh, at least i'll look it up while you're talking about it it is like it is one of the most beautifully shot movies i think i've ever seen and i didn't even like recognize the cinematographer's name I was just and I was a ast- and the other thing is the director and I thought the directing in this was great because overall I thought this movie was like fantastic but the director did the Assassin's Creed movie <laughs> 
which is I apparently seen just, it, so. it's apparently very bad. I haven't seen it either. But I guess that explains why great. Michael Fassbender got attached to uh, the Assassin's Creed movie. Um, but yeah, what? It's, it's oh, I didn't. It competed for the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival. It was a commercial failure. Uh, let's see. You keep talking. Old. Anyway, I mean, I just thought this movie was like fantastic. And I, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Shakespeare, nor do I understand it that much. I'm, I'm understand. I'm in the minority of of theater folks <laughs> in that field. Uh, but yeah, I thought Macbeth has probably always been my favorite Shakespeare story, and this is probably my favorite rendition of it I've seen. I'd recommend it even to you, Jimmy, even if you don't, if you're like me and don't understand Shakespeare. Yeah, I, I read the play in high school too. I just don't remember it. Um, maybe I'm read a like a plot guy. synopsis like before Hamlet. you watch it. It was not nominated um, at the Academy Awards. That's what you. What won that year? Do you see? Oh, uh, I was just looking at Macbeth. Oh, okay, uh, that's fine. 2016 Academy Awards. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's kind of it. Got robbed that it wasn't even nominated. It's it is gorgeous. Let's um, see what we got here. Oh, the Revenant. Yes, that oh. ugly film. <laughs> I mean, it's like I mean, it is. It is from an, a color perspective, it's ugly, but it, it's overall a good-looking movie, I think. What? I, the Revenant's a gorgeous movie. Uh, <laughs> Mad Max was up there. Uh, Sicario, Roger Deakins. Uh, and that's just all it says. Oh, that's a good. Article. That's a good year. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. Still stinks it wasn't nominated, but I guess those are other good, well, well shot movies that are probably deserving of it too. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. I uh, am finishing up Bioshock Two. I don't know what I'll play after I finish that. I think I've decided I like Bioshock Two more than I like Bioshock One. Hot take. Um, just in terms of, I think One has a particularly like i mean it has the great world building of setting up that setting and some pretty great story moments but i think gameplay wise too is just leagues better i think two is able to craft a maybe even better story since they don't have to do all the world building that one did um so even though two is like it like uh, Bioshock 1 and Infinite don't really mention the events of 2 since I think 2 was made by a different company. But like, if, if you're playing through all the Bioshock games, I think you definitely need to play Bioshock 2 because it is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I should play those this summer. I did play quite a bit of 1 before I just quit playing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have them all on my PlayStation because it was a ps plus game one month so yeah i'll I mean, play him eventually yeah get around to Hopefully. it um i i need to play half-life Holden. oh yeah you do <laughs> before i update my mac to well, catalina or whatever the new one is yeah uh um, i mean literally like any sale you can get the entire series for like less than ten dollars so aside from so. alex yeah so uh, that you're done with your talk here, your spiel? I think that's it, yeah. All right, hold on. I watched two movies this week. Uh, More than you usually acclaimed. do. Yeah, no, I was very intentional. I was like, I want to watch some movies this week. So I, I watched two uh, in addition to Nobody. 
the first one was Argo. I, uh, Argo, uh, Ben Affleck, best picture winning film. I liked it quite a bit. I don't, I had not seen it before. Um, I had no idea. I thought it was just about the Iran hostages. I had no idea about these other hostages in Iran that, uh, that the movie talks about. I guess it's not entirely historically accurate. Um, but I, I thought it was very entertaining and very thrilling. Well done. I thought Ben Affleck was was great. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie to watch. So I would definitely recommend it to anybody who likes thrillers. First um, R-rated movie I ever saw in the theater. Yeah, it was it was quite good. I liked it quite a lot. What's your opinion of the film, Holden? Yeah, uh, I think I've only seen it twice, once in theaters, and then I have it on DVD. I think I watched it like a year or two after it came out. So it has been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember liking it quite a bit, so I should probably revisit it at some point. I remember that being like the first Academy Awards I kind of remember like watching. I don't. I didn't watch it, but I was definitely like. I think that was the only best picture nominee I had seen that year, and so I think the morning after the uh, Academy Award results came out, I was like, "Oh, very cool!" I was like very excited. <laughs> it's like I've seen that one. Um. So yeah, it's on uh, HBO Max if you'd like to watch that. If you have that subscription, the other movie I watched, Holden, was uh, the Studio Ghibli Ghibli, whatever it is. I watched Spirited Away. Ooh. Uh, not my cup of tea, I don't think. I did not <laughs> like it a lot, if I'm going to be. I thought it was very imaginative. Mm-hmm. I did not like it, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I thought Howl's, I enjoyed Howl's Moving Castle a lot more. I was not uh, not drinking the Kool-Aid with this one, So, which is unfortunate because people love it. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is. Yeah, it, but, uh, I think it's one of their best it's like kind of regarded as maybe the best studio ghibli movie and i just was like no <laughs> i thought it was really boring at the beginning uh, i thought it took a i thought it got better and more interesting as it went on but i thought it was weird i just laughed <laughs> during the climax of the movie and i don't think that was in- intended uh so um it was I watched it, so um, that that is that. Um, as, as someone who watched it as a kid, I I I don't consider myself having like nostalgia bias towards this movie because I don't remember. I don't. I'm not sure I had seen the entire thing until like I was in college, but I do remember like seeing bits and pieces because they were shown on Cartoon Network sometimes. Uh, but the beginning part where the parents turn into pigs was like traumatizing. I was like <laughs> that terrified me that whole scene yeah i didn't know the plot at all i just thought it was very meandering um but uh yeah i i people really love it and it's definitely you know a lot of symbolism and all that and i'm sure if i like really dove into it and and read everything and read articles i would have a greater appreciation for it but i just didn't enjoy it so i, I wonder think- i i think you should try por- if that's too weird for you, you should try porco rosso because that movie's not as weird. Like, it's got a pig man in it, but I feel like that's about the weirdest thing. And even that's, like, not... It's not that big of a barrier to overcome. The rest of it's, like, almost what historical a, fiction. 
What about uh, Grave of the Fireflies? Oh yeah, that I mean that one you (laughs) that one's just depressing. (laughs) Yeah, I I I'll just take a depressing one. I don't. It was very whimsical and all that, and I just it wasn't the the whimsical nature of Howl's Moving Castle. I found you know a little bit odd, but still delightful. Mm -hmm. This just was like this is weird, and I I'm not having it, and it's it just came off as silly and and yeah. So, uh, I it it I'm gonna be a little bit more hesitant, unfortunately, the next time I go to watch a Studio Ghibli movie. But I'll, I think I'll try Grave of the Fireflies next and just be sad. My uh, my personal favorite one is, and this one is largely due to nostalgia bias, although it is well regarded, uh, is Kiki's Delivery Service. I had that on VHS and watched it a lot as a kid. I just love. Is it, it weird? It's not like too you? weird. It's I mean it's the main character is like a witch in training, so it is like magical, but I don't it's nowhere near as weird as Spirited Away is. Like I think uh, there's magic involved, but that's probably the about the weirdest thing. Right. Yeah. Uh so that's what I've been doing. Oh, I also I got my platinum for Spider-Man remastered and I'm Uh-oh. I'm working my way through the DLC. Congrats. Yes. Second I don't time. It, you know, it doesn't. It feels a little disingenuine because, like, I already have this. I didn't mm. do anything new. I just did the same thing again. <laughs> so, it don't doesn't really feel that special. I mean, at least like the the platinum trophies in that game it aren't that hard to get. No, it didn't take that long, honestly. Especially um, since you've played it before. Yeah, but yeah, just over the summer, I kind of want to. I want to replay a lot of games like God of War and and definitely Horizon Zero Dawn. Just <laughs> not the side quests <laughs> that I think are bad just the main quest and just go through that and not get not redo the whole 100%ing of that but yeah um, just a couple of games I want to replay and that's all I got Holden anything else ready to take us home uh, I think that's it um, yeah so uh, next week is Mortal Kombat comes out uh, we talked about seeing the father too. Yes, I don't mind. I think we should. Okay, I don't mind uh, reviewing both of those and the final episode of Falcon and the Winter. It can just be a long episode. I don't care. Um, so yeah, we can. Uh, we'll probably a long episode coming to you next week. We'll watch the father, uh, that uh, Oscar-nominated movie we haven't seen, and we'll do Mortal Kombat, and we'll do the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I might. Are the Oscars next weekend or the? the I was just gonna look that up, twenty twenty one, because um, I think we should review uh, Sound of Metal as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, they are next week Sunday, so they're Sunday, April twenty fifth. So they're the next time we record is when the. Do we want to just? I don't know. We can figure Uh, it out. I don't remember what's coming up the next week. Maybe we could just push Mortal Kombat to the next week if there's nothing. I think coming that's out. a great idea, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, see. I mean, it, I guess it depends what's coming out the next week. Well, so we'll look at it. Um, but yeah, I do want to watch Sound of Metal before that too. So next week we'll do at least one, perhaps two, um, Oscar-nominated uh, films. Yay! And then uh, I don't know. Do we want to wait till? after the oscars to record or do we want to just record and then react to the oscars the week later uh, i don't know 
Or we could just play it by ear. <laughs> we'll play it by ear. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna win, Holden? Better Best not picture. be sure. Better um, not be trial of the Chicago Seven. I'll be like that is the that and Mank. I'm like, if those either of those win, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. I feel like uh I don't think Trial of Chicago Seven will. I feel like Mank would have a better chance. Um I feel like Minari could. Um I feel like honestly the father's been getting a lot of underdog hype. I feel like the father could. Especially as of late, everyone seems to be digging that movie since that's been on the nominations list. So I don't know. Oh my gosh, hold on. So what is this? I I don't know, according to one website, they have the Trial of the Chicago Seven as the most probable oh by a my lot. God so i really if that not. wins it's another green book situation i mean i don't like i think trial of the chicago 7 is a good movie but it is definitely the worst out of i think all of those movies at least that i've seen i guess i can't speak to sound of i would agree i think it is i would even put mank above it i think yeah. i don't know it's oh, pretty I close too. i definitely would i think mank if nothing else just due to production design i think is just way better but Trial of Chicago Seven is just kind of a a boring movie in terms of technical feats, and it's also just not accurate. Apparently, <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was all right. Like it was good, but it wasn't. I I watched it and I didn't think. Yes, this is the best picture of this year. Yeah, we both gave it like seven or seven and a half. I think. And it's so. when I think Minari and Nomadland are both way better yeah um i i so, think yeah. promising young woman is going to get completely snubbed from everything which makes me upset but i just yeah. do not think there's any way it's going to win any of those well holden we'll see what happens hopefully uh hopefully uh aaron sorkin goes home disappointed yeah, Aaron Sorkin, get out of here. We don't. Oh wait, like no. Him. This okay. So this was misleading. On Google, it said the wrong thing. It's here. It has Nomadland is eighty-seven percent. Probably. I guess I. <laughs> when I was thinking of Trial of Chicago I didn't Seven, even think about Nomadland. Nomadland's probably the most likely to win. Well, yeah. The first thing when I looked up chances, it said Trial of Chicago Seven first with forty-four percent. But then when I actually clicked on the link, it changed. Which oh. I was telling the kids school i'm like you can't trust the little google box that comes up and here i was trusting it you gotta go to the actual page yeah it has the father in last place holding you fool dang you you and your lack of hollywood insight (laughs) watch it win (laughs) uh Um, all right we keep we keep just rambling so bring us home okay uh you can leave us requests by uh, giving us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, sending us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com or donating to our Patreon. Um, and yeah, uh, our next request at some point will be, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, I think I keep, I keep holding that one off like subconsciously because I think I'm going to not like that movie, but even though people seem to like it, I think I'm. I'm my prediction is, is it's going to be pretentious, but we'll see. Well, that's right up your alley, Olden. <laughs> okay, I think that's everything, though. All right.
Adios, pantalones. Love you.